welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with, with no, no agenda. agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. All right, everyone, we're back with another episode of Louisiana Ladies, and today we have a fabulous um, guest, entrepreneur, business owner, mother of three, wife, um, karaoke singer. I feel like she likes to do that. You probably don't remember that, but... I do. Okay. Yes. Kelly McGlicko? Yes. McGlicko. McGlicko. All right. Yes. And she is the owner of Chic. Yes. Which I would classify as a unique boutique. Thank you. Wow, I'll just run. Okay. And we want to talk to her about all the things, but we first want to talk to Kelly about one of the biggest challenges you're facing. Yeah. So I was how many minutes late today to do this? Like just 30. Just 30. <laughs> and it's okay. We caught up on some podcasts. I know, stuff. but you know, so I mean, I, I just think in general, um, being a mother, a wife, and trying to run a small business in America it just comes with a lot of challenges. And um, a prime example was, you know, this is something I was like super looking forward to doing. Uh, had it on my calendar. I got all the alerts. I was supposed to send, you know, some pictures and different things. And but I don't have a traditional job. Like it actually, my husband is also a CPA. Mm-hmm. So you know, y'all's mentality is very different than my very creative, artsy personality. I'm kind of more fly by the seat of my pants type person, and his. Life is run by a schedule on his phone. Um, And I don't sit at a desk. It's super rare that I'm like sitting at a desk and able to even respond to the utmost important of emails. And every day that I plan to sit and do those things, here comes a customer, here comes a vendor, here comes this. And then I look at my phone and it's three o'clock and I'm like, okay, flip the switch. Now I'm mom. And I definitely don't get anything done when those... um, switches flip just because my kids are top priority and we are 90 to nothing until 8 30 9 o'clock at night and then my head hits that pillow and we start all over again the next day at 5 a.m yeah so your kids are eight seven and three okay so yeah eight seven three so that's what so second first and then camille is just in like a little um she'll actually be in a pre-k program next year because she turns four next month yeah so you are right that us accountants, we do run our life a little bit more like um, a schedule. I would say I'm not I'm not fly by the seat of your pants, but I am all over Flexible. the place. I will yeah. say that. And by all over the place, like most of the time I have several meetings in a day. So right. when people ask me if I sit behind a desk all day, if I get to do that, I'm, I'm kind of like, thank God. Right. I and that's Travis's up. schedule too, but it's like his day is so planned out. He also seems to be... Very routine and regimented to Very. Me. Yeah. Very. I, I, I can get that. So so Travis and I were on the board of Boys and Girls Club together. So I, I also know Kelly's husband. So, yes. Um, 
We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's talk about when did you open up the boutique? You know, what yeah. kind of the evolution of it? I feel like I remember you telling me that one day you were like, this is when we were having an event at your house, yeah. by the way, which is beautiful. And that's when Kelly wanted to karaoke. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Wait, what's your go-to song? <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, I would have to say, like, Dixie Chicks. Cowboy, take me away. I mean, come on. <laughs> she gets up there with the microphone, and she's like, Travis is worried I'm going to start singing. <laughs> it was adorable. Like, he oh, was Kelly. supposed to be sharing all the reason the Boys and Girls Club is fantastic. But I was like, I really think I need to do this, because I, like, live for a microphone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same. I wanted Same. to be a news anchor. Oh, I can see you doing that. Mm-hmm. My friend was like, Kelly, you have the perfect hair and personality to be a news anchor. And my mom's like, but that means you'll have to move out to another city. And, you know, I was like, well, okay. Yeah, sometimes you got to think about practical things. Yeah. But anyway, when you said unique boutique, all I could think of was uh, Rob Burgundy, unique New York. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, I should probably do something like that. Yeah. But, um, but when we were there, you were like, yeah, I decided to open up, like, you know, to allow online sales. And you were like, and I was like, oh. This is all that's entailed to have an online store. But yes. you started brick and mortar, right? I started brick and mortar. So um, I can't not get deep when I have the conversation on, like, what started the store. But just, like, a background on... Oh, you can get deep. Okay. We like background deep. on my life. Um, Travis and I got married in 2009. Um, we got pregnant with our first baby. Had an awesome pregnancy. Um, rocked and rolled a little girl and we went in to deliver uh, December 29th of 2011, and they couldn't find a heartbeat. And I was two days past my due date, and to say that, like, shook our world was an understatement. So um, that, you know, year came with lots of challenges and soul-searching. I was working, like, a 9-to-5 um, for an insurance company. I love the people that I work with, and that company holds, like, an extremely special place in my heart because they were absolutely amazing. But when you go through something like that, you kind of, like, shift your gears on, like, what's important in life and what do we want out of life. And I really wanted to open a store. I've always loved fashion. I've always worked in retail. I started working for a family-owned business in Alexandria, where I was from, when I was 15. And uh, I love people. I love to talk to people. I like to make people feel good about themselves. I'm an extremely faithful person, and that's a big part of my conversation with people is um, my faith. And that really helped Travis and I get through that, that whole year. Um, then we become pregnant with, so we kind of put that off. He was like, I think we have a lot going on in our life right now. We need to focus on these things. He's like, that's just one more stress. So put it off and we get pregnant and, um, that actually, that pregnancy actually came with a lot of challenges. Um, every appointment, it felt like something was going wrong. Uh, and it was a little boy. And so we go to deliver him at 37 weeks. We, you know, the doctor's like, he's ready. Everything's be great. We've made it. Here we are. So I deliver um, with an emergency C-section and they, you know, take him out and he's really not making any noises and he's like blue and they take him away and I'm like, what is going on? Like, it's okay. It's normal. We have to suction his lungs and clear him out and all these things and we'll bring him to you later to see or we'll let you come down to the NICU, but that this is pretty normal. Well, my mom was with this and, you know, when you're having a baby, time is like all over the place. And I really couldn't gauge. I was super tired because of the whole day in the section and all that. My mom says, we should have heard something by now. It's been way too long. So about 30 minutes later, our room is full of, I mean, nurses, doctor, all these people. 
And this one doctor in particular says, his name is Trip. Trip was, you know, doing this. He was doing that. I'm like, he was or he is? Like, I need you to talk to me here. And he looks at us and he says, he's stable, but we're going to have to airlift him um, to Oshner, New Orleans. He has a severe heart defect and we're, you know, not totally confident he'll make it through the night. So he makes it through the night and the next morning they airlifted him to Oshner, New Orleans. And he had a um, heart defect called TAPVR. It's not a heart defect you can see on a ultrasound because... I mean, I don't know what part of my body people haven't inspected when I'm pregnant, but we have every ultrasound and all these different things. And um, it's not something you can see unless you do an echo. And again, I'm super faithful. Dr. Davis is a, was at the time a cardiologist here in Baton Rouge. He just happened to be in the NICU. The doctors couldn't figure out what was going on with Trip, And so they just happened to see him and they're like, can you walk by? We don't know what's happening. He's not his oxygen level super low and he's having all these complications and he ran an echo and discovered this heart defect. So we get to New Orleans, he gets stable and um, it took about eight weeks. So it took us four weeks to get him healthy enough to um, send him home, which was extremely scary because we like planned the surgery at four weeks. They come in like, if you do the surgery, he'll have all these other complications. Um, we cannot do the surgery. We're going to send you home, let his kidney and livers heal, and then we'll come back in eight weeks and we'll do the surgery. Um, positive is he is perfect, wonderful. He recovered. But to say to lose a child and then almost lose another child was a super tough environment for just life and in our marriage. And then Trip was a super fragile kid. And um, so fast forward, we get through all of that, and Travis walks in. Trip is about six months old, and I was like, I have something to tell you. He's like, what? What happened? You know, he's like freaking out. And I was like, I'm pregnant. He's like, oh, my gosh, you know, <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> um, so God sent us Cooper, our little tornado, so that we could not worry 24-7 about all the things. So Sounds like it was meant to happen. It was meant to happen. Was and so they're happen. 16 months apart. So at that time, I was staying home, raising them. Life was good. And on Tripp's second birthday, I get a call from my parents. My dad had been having some weird complications, like couldn't clap his hands together, had like just like some um, motor, skill. motor skill issues, just some really odd stuff. So he went to every doctor and they're like, it's a pinched nerve. It's this, it's that, it's all these different things. And just so happened to be that on Tripp's birthday, um, they went to MD Anderson and they diagnosed him with ALS. This was a day after I announced that I was opening the store. So I had decided that I needed to get out of the house. I needed to, um, you know, spend time with people and share my story and all these things. And then here was God like, boom, like here's one more. You know, I don't believe God does these things. I think that, you know, I'm a big, super faithful person that just believes there's sin in the world and bad things happen. And, you know, God uses it as a way to teach us and guide us and, um, so that day he called and I said, I can't do the store. There's no way I can do this because I mean, I had been home watching Ellen all the time and the ice bucket challenge was like really big at that time. So I knew exactly what ALS was mm -hmm. and I was like, I can't do this. I want to be able to help mom and everything. And my dad was like, this is totally a part of God's plan because 
this is going to help distract you from, you know, these things and kind of keep you busy during the day. And um, so that is how I started the store. You know, I had just found, I had gone through these tragic things. I really wanted to get out and share my story. Um, Travis and I kind of talked about it a lot and I thought it would be flexible. Give me like it's the most non-flexible job I probably could have chosen. <laughs> I work 24-7, seven days a week. Um, but it is the biggest blessing in my life because it really and truly was all part of the plan. So many times I wanted to do it, I didn't do it, and then it all came together. And I really think had we found out my dad was sick before deciding to do the store, I definitely wouldn't have done it. But we were already committed. We had made all these plans, and he um, lived three years post-diagnosis. But for the first three years of my business, I mean, I was raising two small babies, driving back and forth to visit my parents. I would leave on Friday. I'd come back on Monday. Um, so I always joke, like, the store has truly been a wing and a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always faced challenges. Um, you know, we had, like, life challenges. We had the, the first year I was open was the flood and the year that all those shootings happened in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were, like, not leaving their house. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just tragic things. Um, so that's kind of our mentality, but I feel like, you know, today with being late, we're facing a few challenges right now logistically. Um, but in some ways I feel like it's like two things I think it's God blessing me and God protecting me. Um, I always find that whatever I'm not having happen is because he's holding me out for something that is better. Yeah. Or when things do happen, I feel like, okay, that wasn't ideal or maybe that wasn't the way I would have wanted things to go, but this is clearly like a part of the plan. And I think it's a testament. It's one of those things as control freak people like myself that I'm like, no matter what I do, Maggie and I've had this conversation, like we are not in control. We think that we're in control, but we are actually not in control. So, um, May I ask though the the little girl the your first yeah what what's her name her name is Mia okay her real name was Amelia but we called her Mia so um so we had Amelia and then we have Trip Cooper and then um, three years ago actually she was born the day after my dad passed I mean she, he passed a day after she was born um, oh so he got to know that she was like you know here and safe and taken care of and then he like I, but I had written him like this beautiful story basically. That, so I went to visit him on a Sunday. I was scheduled to deliver her on Wednesday. And I basically, I knew he was holding on for her just because I had so many like complications with my pregnancies. And uh, basically, you know, I, I'm getting deep here, girls. But we, we love deep. <laughs> um, I, I do feel like part of life is the adventure. Like my family's always been... Um, really close, really adventurous. And I basically just told him like, it was like going on one of our family vacations. We packed as much fun as we possibly could into that vacation. And then when it's time to go home, we have to feel confident that we've had a great time and loved on our people. And I've kind of like put that in like an analogy of heaven, like life is our vacation. And if we don't do the things that are important and spend our time doing things with people that we love and energy into things that we um, value, um, we might not be ready to go home, but I feel like if you can put your all into it, like I'm ready. Like I I don't have any fear of leaving this earth because I know I'm going home and, um, there's a lot of awesome people up there waiting on me. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
I don't need to compose myself. <laughs> so I had I had remembered somebody had told me, you know, that you guys had lost a child, but I could not remember if it was and I'm sorry, I apologize no, about okay. that. For some reason I was thinking it was in between your second and third. Mm-hmm. Um, um so thank you so much yeah. for sharing that yeah. story. So my That's, wings on the wall at the store, kind of like my representation of her. That's beautiful. So, yeah. Um so I don't know, I kind of feel like you were meant to sit in here today for <laughs> I needed to hear what you just said, too. Um, so let's talk about, um, let's just, you know, let's promote the store a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say as a personal testimonial, um, I went in, I don't know, maybe that was like a month ago, maybe a little bit, you know, three or four weeks ago, and I needed a whole refresh on like my casual wardrobe, my resort wear and stuff like that. And Kelly is just, first of all, I love, I know you're busy, but I love when you tell me what to wear. She comes up to me and she's like, and well, first of all, I have, I have a gajillion pieces of clothes in this, in this uh, dressing, room. dressing room. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I'm one of those people, like I try it on and I kind of can make a decision. And I like rip it off. And so you came with the, the skorts, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And she holds them up. She goes, okay, hear me out. Because <laughs> she knows I'm an accountant, you know, and I put them on, and I was like, "By golly, Kelly, you're right; these are adorable." So uh, I was, you know, my mom used to joke, but I mean, even as like a small child, it was just like a gift. Like, um, again, y'all have heard my story. There's a little bit more. I've actually spoken on another podcast that was like went real deep into just like how I became a Christian and my faith and um, life challenges or whatever. I feel like you have to have an outlet. And for me, it's it's clothing. I think that it's not on a superficial level. It's really on just like making people feel good oh. level. I love to have somebody come in like yourself who's like a very busy, you know, professional. And you don't, you know, maybe have time or it's just not in your wheelhouse as much. It's over that. The stuff you do. Is overwhelming to me, right? It, and I tell people that, and, then, and the like, stuff they you do is over, showing up on time is overwhelming to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Like I get overwhelmed online shopping. Like I will go into an establishment, and if I get attention, and like I don't know, you just. Kelly's easy to work with, and then Thank you. Um, little the, Kelly, little yes. Kelly. We'll have to talk about little Kelly because yes. at first. By the way, I didn't tell you this. I told little Kelly this. But when I was there that day and you kept saying Kelly, I'm like, but you're Kelly. I'm so confused. So there's two Kellys. Okay. Yes. I'm like, have I been calling no, this Kelly we the always wrong do. name? If you don't know someone's name, say Kelly. Right. Okay. It's also yeah. adorable. But I like that you're not pushy. You're very authentic. You. you can tell that you love it. Thank and like. The things I like put something on, I was like, I don't know. She's like, take it off, take it off, just take it off. It, you know, our motto is if you don't love it in the store, you're not going to love it at home. You know, I think just like going back to like what you said, I think a big part of my success because like I actually had a call yesterday um, with this company that well, we use Shopify and it's like our online platform. It's our in store. It's really amazing. Uh, Shameless plug there. You know, Shopify is awesome. Yeah, it has taken our business to the next level. It really has. And, you know, he was, like, asking me how we got there. And I said, you know, people ask me this all the time. Um, The day that I quit acknowledging that the Lord has blessed me, I think I will fail. But, like, we truly have just had to, like, roll with the punches. I mean, we're overflowing. You were there the other day. We've made a few small changes lately, but we are, like, overflowing out of that store. I'm trying to find a new space. I'm trying to find a new warehouse space so that we could, like, logistically do better but it's just difficult and and so I think if you know one 
this is goes back to my first job ever. And they, they are like the most amazing company and they hold such a special place in my heart, but it was sales and I had to cold call. And I'm like, if you've ever made cold calls, this is a real, let me tell you, people go make you feel real bad about yourself. It's terrifying. (laughs) I could talk to a freaking stranger in person. Cold calling is terrifying to me. They have this new thing out for cold calling. It's amazing. It's like a video. I'm like, if I would have had this, maybe I wouldn't have got the phone slammed in my face so many oh, times. Yeah. I was like a young blonde, like, hi, can I help you? I want to tell you about uh, the credit card. I'm like, this is horrible. But maybe <laughs> the they could have seen me. They might have felt sorry for me and be like, sure, I'll try. <laughs> so um, I, my first day, the boss walks in, and we're really good friends. We still keep up. He's like, okay, let's pick up the phone. I was like, no, please, no. He's like, yeah, let's do this. Pick up the phone. I call. I say all the wrong things. The person's like, click. And he said, okay. And with him standing right there. Standing right there. What do I say? It was horrible. But it is exactly, I always fall back to it. If you don't pick up the phone and call or you don't try, you're not going to succeed. And if you get bogged down by the nose, you'll never get a yes. And so I tell my girls that all the time. I'm like, I know we have challenges. I know that there's not all these things working correctly. But if we're sitting around only thinking about that, we'll never sell a piece of clothing. They're not coming here because we don't have the most elaborate dressing room. They're not coming here because our office is literally a closet that stuff falls out of constantly. They're like, ooh, what's in that box? You know, they they don't care, but it bothers me. It really does. I, I mean, I know that I'm very scatterbrained, but I'm very OCD. I like things have a, a place. And so when anyone asks me on a business perspective how you were, were successful, I mean, the Lord has blessed me. I work really hard. I work really hard. I'm always working. I'm always thinking. I try to stay ahead of the game. Um, So I do think, like, for the Lord to bless you, you got to do your part. And then I also think you can't get bogged down with the challenges. I mean, if you sit around and just constantly you're thinking of all the things that are holding you back, you'll never move forward. And so even though there's 20 things that we're working on right now, we are still rocking and roll. We're still making you look fabulous. We're still having fun. Um, and that's what I think people come to us for is that it is low key. We don't push. I've never had to push my product because I have a very good variety of price point. I try to keep it, you you know, I think if you are spending a lot on something, it's like a splurge worthy item, Mm -hmm. but then you're able to mix in four or five other really affordable pieces and you feel good when you leave. We always joke at the store that your husband isn't going to be mad because you came home with so much stuff for that amount of money. Um, and we try to stick to that, you know, um, I've had to tweak it a little bit. You know, when I first started, I was super low price point Mm -hmm. and I was missing a customer. I mean, People want nice things. Women want nice things. So I kind of now have a really good mix. So I think so, too. I So I actually wore a dress that I bought from you guys probably like three or four years ago when we were in Vegas for a conference. Yeah. And it's like a little, I always say blue sign or blouse and whatever it is. Okay? Yeah. Black with like sparkles on it. And I was like, what am I going to wear in Vegas? And I was like, this is, because I feel good in that dress. Right. It's not too tight for me. My yeah. boobs are hanging out a yeah. bit. I don't yeah. feel like I have to wear. I don't have to wear. Spa- I wear a regular bra and I don't have to wear spanks. Yes, okay. Yes. All the checks, all the boxes. But I think what you tell your team is 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 very uh, is valid and also valuable, right? Because, and I tell my team this too to a certain extent. Like no one's actually paying us to send them these retirement plan compliance reports. Right. They're paying us to take care of them, to talk to them, to explain, to make them feel good, to give them some sort of comfort. And that's the same thing. 
I could care less if you had clothes everywhere. In right. fact, that day it was like, I just took all my clothes and put them on that table and I felt like I needed to help fold them up, but it was going to be terrible. But y'all had a lot of people in there. And that was, that, day. that was, in full disclosure, I took some time off that day, but that was like a Friday at 11. Friday at 11. And then it kind of cleared out and little Kelly was like, yeah, it kind of does that. So, yeah. um, it, it's, I really like the store. I like, I like the variety that you guys have, by the way, shout out to cut from the cloth because like those are literally the best shorts I've ever put on my body. That I look amazing. amazing. I have some jeans from them and they're the best. I mean, I mean people love them. It's, they really have something. A woman designs them clearly. Yeah. There's like, something in there. They like yeah. makeup. Those jean shorts make my stomach look flat. I'm like, how does this even happen? I don't even know how this happens. So let's talk a little bit about little Kelly though. Okay. So I think we need, I think we need to give, she give does, her She needs a moment. So, um, again, the Lord has blessed me. So Travis and I always talked about adopting after we lost Mia. Um, it was just on our heart that, you know, I did have other children, but there was this like missing puzzle piece of love that I had to give to a daughter in particular. Um, And we also just felt like the Lord has blessed my life. I didn't grow up in the lifestyle that I live. I came from two parents that worked two and three jobs for everything that we had. And when my dad passed away, he left my mom in amazing shape. She has a, he built a beautiful new house for her. He, Travis left because my dad was such a like, he reminds me so much of Travis. He was very good with money. He didn't have any debt. He was very good. And we sold all these assets and he, he owned a, um, like a, a gun shop, like a hunting gun mm-hmm. shop all growing up. And he had like this massive collection of like antique, um, hunting gun, like from all these different places. And, um, we sold that and, and my mom put that away. It's just, he really did a great job. So it was beautiful to see like the fruits of his labor because like my parents never overspent and we were very frugal and we all worked and, and did things together. And the way that Travis and I live, you know, we both got to go to college, have jobs, start a life in, in a more structured way than like my parents. They were trying to do all that while having kids and doing all these things. And um, our life is is more blessed than ever. I tell Travis all the time, the day that I don't wake up and like pinch myself that this is the life that I live, I was like, please like slap me because it's just beautiful. And so we felt like there was this ability for us to like bless a child. You know, I didn't want to adopt 10, but I, we really just thought like we wanted to adopt a child into our family. So second year of the store, um, this Kelly comes and um, she lived in Shreveport worked at a clothing store there, came to work for me, and she was kind of meek and shy, and but she was a really hard worker, and she did really great, and then every time I needed help, like babysitting, I'll do it, I'll do it, you know, she kind of would tell me, you know, I'll, I'll help, and then she, um, at my housekeeper or something, you know, that was like a pre, I had to have somebody to help me a little bit on laundry and just little things, so I do have a housekeeper. Well, she moved back to her country and um, her dad got sick and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. She's like, I'll clean your house. And I was like, seriously? She's like, yeah, I'll clean your house. And I just started picking up on like, this girl is like rocking and rolling here. She will do anything and everything. So I invited her to go with me one weekend to do kind of like a junior league show in Lake Charles. So we go and I just start kind of peeling back the layers. I'm like, you know, what's your story? You're always working and doing. 
Well, um, Kelly's mom tragically passed away when she was 15 of cancer. And um, her dad moved away not long after um, that happened. She moved in with a family in Shreveport that she lived with to finish um, high school. Great family. Um, they took good care of her. And then she came to LSU. And, I mean, really and truly, she was just trying to make ends meet. I mean, it's not cheap to go to college. She had, you know, expenses and different things. And, you know, sadly, life just had it you know, blessed her in the facet that there was just like this amount of people like taking care of her. I mean, she had people that loved her and the couple that she lived with there were awesome and incredible. But, you know, I was seeing it. I was watching her working super hard and I was watching her do all these things. So we just got really close and um, just started to develop this super strong relationship. And she was working at the store. She was watching my kids. Um, the year I had Camille, she watched Camille for six months until she got into her child care. And so her and Camille have this super, super bond. Well, she needed to move and she was really kind of struggling again. Like, how am I going to afford to do all this? And I was like, well, why don't you just like move in with us? Like, you know, my kids love you. We have this house, like we have all this room. Um, so she moved in in May 2019. Did COVID happen in 2020? 2020. So she moved in in May. We went through Christmas and then COVID hit in March, which was, again, such a God thing because, like, I don't really know where she would have gone with COVID and, like, do an online school. And um, I don't want to share too much of her story because that's, like, her personal. But there were some some demons there and some stuff she was working through. And um, God knew she needed, like, this strong support system. And um, so she moved in with us and was just really and truly, like, a part of our family. And, I mean... Moving forward, she starts dating Travis's cousin. I'm like officially going to make her a part of the family and all this. So she lived with us for a little over two and a half years. She moved out about a year ago, and they're actually getting married in October. But last year for her birthday, I was sitting there, and I was writing her a note, and all of a sudden I just felt like the Holy Spirit, and it was like, this is your adoption. And like in my mind, I always envisioned a baby, but it gave me an sweet, precious angel, 18-year-old girl who needed the love of a mother and I needed to share the love. And we share a similar background of just like hardship and like challenges and, you know, trying to do the best with we, we can. And I think that, you know, of all my children, she's the hardest because I feel like she, ha I have to be the example to her that I want her to be. And it's because, like, my younger kids, they aren't noticing these things. Like, when I have a tough day or I'm struggling, I'm like, i got to be strong because, like, I'm telling her to be strong and I'm telling her to face these challenges and I'm telling her to, you know, wake up and push the demons away. But if I can't do it, then how can I expect her to do it? Um, so it's, like, the most beautiful challenge and the most, you know, difficult challenge sometimes because I'm not – I cannot say enough about her as a human. Like – she has made me so proud and where she's come from and how hard she's fought to have the life that she's building for herself. And um, we just have a super special bond. So what's also interesting about little Kelly is I kind of feel like little Kelly and big Kelly resemble each other. We get that a lot. You know, when she first started with me, she did it. You she know, has your name. Too. I know. It's kind of crazy. Um, so she did it. We always joke. I'm like, look at you when you started and look at you now. And Travis always jokes. He's like, 
you like cloned yourself because like she's got blonde hair and he's like, and you'll say all the things alike and you do all this stuff. But I mean, if I'm honest, if you lost your, her mom was very sick for a long time. She's, yeah. She was sick from second grade and then, you know, she got super sick and, and passed at 15. But think about like the influential moments of your life. She didn't get that, you know, and she did live with another couple, but they had like a young child. She was in high school and doing all these things and, um, they, their neighbors are Kevin and Kelsey. And like, she'll tell you all the time, like they played such an instrumental role in her life, but she was just like still grieving and it was fresh and all these things and moving here. It was almost like she was truly finding herself. Mm -hmm. So it is that I just feel like I've def I mean, like your mother would do. I'm like, you should wear this and you should fix your hair like this. And I'm going to send you this person. You know, it's like how my mom would tell me, I feel like you're so brutally honest with your mom. Like, a few weeks ago, I was like, Mom, I don't like how she's doing her hair like that. Tell her to do whatever. And and we have that relationship. I mean, we're very honest. Like, she'll say, you know, stuff to me. And um, my kids love her. I mean, they are just, um, they literally, it, it makes her feel so great. They, like, run to her and squeeze her and hug her. And um, so that's, it's a special relationship. And I always say, if nothing else ever came from the store other than the fact that God used it as a way to bring her into my life, I would do it a thousand times over. So, yeah. I think it's always so interesting just in life how there are people that you that you love like family. Like you would love a blood relative. Right. Sometimes, you know, you don't love a blood relative. You don't get relative. to pick your family. You don't get to pick them. <laughs> and it's just like, it, it, it's, it's very interesting to me that people can have that type of a relationship. And I said this, I think I just said it last week on the podcast, but... I have, I have this love for my nephews that I was not expecting to have. You know, right. I knew as an aunt, you love your nephews, but it was like true love. You know, right. it's not the same as children, I'm sure, but it was love. So I, I just think that your story's great, Kelly. Thank your you. shop is great. I love that you're, I mean, you're a hard worker. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to know that your head hits the pillow and you go to sleep, though. Yes, most, most nights. Lately, I've like been having like insomnia. I'll wake up and I like may, I have to make a list and like you know get it out of my head and then I can go back to sleep. But you know, I, I think that you know again, life's an adventure. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, not today, not today. I just I need to just be a normal human. But it, it's honestly a blessing. You know, I do. I, I would love to have podcasts if I had time. I, I you may have seen on my Facebook or different things. I share little stories. Um, that I feel like he places on my heart. And I think that, you know, we just have to be open to gifts. I think if I wouldn't have taken the time to like investigate Kelly, that relationship could have been super surface level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people have said comments to me and Travis, like, you're so strong, you're so strong. And I tell my response to them is, you don't know how strong you are until you go through something. And um, you have an option. You can either be the victim or you can be the victor. Mm -hmm. And 90% um, of the time, I like to be the victor. There's a 10%. There's a yeah, I think everybody has a throw at a pity party. It's, yeah. I have done it before. I've done it before in front of Maggie. Who yeah, was my that's Kelly. I'm like, you have one day to cry. And then tomorrow, we're not going to cry. Yes, I kind of feel like that too. But sometimes you just got to cry. You got to let it And out. even feel sorry for yourself sometimes. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, why are all these fires burning? So when I when I give my grief talks, people are always like, but I haven't been through as bad as you. And this will be my last thing I'll say. The worst thing you've gone through is the worst thing you've gone through. If you don't take the steps to process that, the next thing that comes along, 
that other thing is going to come up. And then the other thing is going to come up. And for me, when I lost Mia, that that is exactly what happened. There were some things in my life that I hadn't dealt with, some some previous hurt. And when I lost her, it all came flooding out. And I've been to lots of Christian counseling and kind of sorted through that. And they give you coping mechanisms and things. But I tell people all the time, it's you have a hard day. The next day you get up, put one foot in front of the other, take whatever steps it is that get you to a place that, you know, you can function. And then you're going to be a little stronger the next day and a little stronger the next day. Don't get me wrong. I've shared a lot today. There are days that I could lay in bed and cry all day, every day. My dad was like the greatest human of life. Um, You know, even though I'm thankful and grateful and losing Mia taught me so much, there is, people will tell you, there is nothing possible to go through that is harder than losing a job. Like, it's just not the order of life. My, my, I, this getting a little deep. My dad and I used to go for walks at night, like a long time ago, probably like when I was in sixth grade through like ninth grade or whatever. And my dad and I are pretty, we're pretty tight. And he had, I remember one time he told me about that. It might've been because I don't think I had a classmate that passed away, but I think somebody else, you know, one of my uh, siblings, one of their classmates passed away. And we were just kind of talking about that and kind of going through it. And that's really stuck out to me forever that it's not the order of life. And he's like, I mean, he, he told me, yeah. he's like, that is literally could, that would be the worst thing that could happen to me. Now, you know, that it's, it's hard to imagine and it is, right. it, it's, it's horrible, but I think that, I think faith is a very strong and powerful Huge. thing to have, you know, and I think it's what gets you out of bed in the, in the morning, you know? Well, and I think, you know, last tidbit, if you can't use what you've gone through for good, it wasn't worth going through. I feel like so many people sit around and are like, well, why and why and why? I always tell them, why did God give this burden to you? Could he intervene in our lives a thousand percent? That's just not how we're meant to operate. So why did God trust you? In my opinion, I know God loves me because he has trusted me with a lot. And I like to think I've made him proud. So I always tell them to think of it that way. God is trusting that you're going to use this horrible circumstance for his glory and for good. And most days I feel when I go to sleep that I did that. Some days not so much, but for the most part. I like that. You know, you're still human. (laughs) Have to be human, you know. know? Um, Well, this is great. No, thank you so much for sharing that story. Maggie, uh, Maggie hates when I do this. She's she's the quietest co-host that ever lived. (laughs) I'm a listener, but... I, I will say it's like everybody goes through their challenges in life and they say if you threw everybody, everybody threw their problems in the, in the, in a pile, you would take yours back. Yeah. And I'm just constantly amazed by how God can take such awful instances and turn them into something beautiful. And that is very evident in your story. Thank so you. I'm so glad you came and shared Thank with you. us. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Well, I'm going to go back to the, to the boutique because everybody needs to go over there. Well, it's my happy place. In fact, yesterday I was texting with Travis because he's such a good um, person to have with the store, being that he's a CPA and he does a lot of the budgeting. And lately we've had a lot of like, you know, butting heads on where I want to spend money. And he's like, we don't need to do that, you know. And uh, It sucks to be married to it a CPA. Is, or just doing business with your 
like, oh, yeah. you know, husband, but love the man. And I sent him a picture and I said, I love this place so much, but I love you more. You know, like, yeah. it's not worth fighting over because I love you more. Okay, I do want to answer the fun questions. Go, go for it. Okay. I know we totally didn't even look at the questions. Sorry. No, know. we didn't, but I thought these were good. And I okay. think these are fun. Okay. okay. So, fun fact about myself is the scar on my nose that everyone thinks is a wrinkle. I pulled a pitching machine on top of me when I was a child and had to have 50 stitches in my nose. Five zero. I was four. Hmm. Yes. That's a fun fact. So mm-hmm. it's not a wrinkle. It is a scar. I never thought it was a wrinkle. Just to let uh, you know. Well, I feel like the order you get, they like, we, we should put Botox. And I'm like, it's a scar. Leave it alone. <laughs> uh, my favorite color is pink. I mean, duh. Kelly, you can rock it. You can rock it. <laughs> pink. On Wednesdays, you can, we wear pink. You can rock it. Um, my favorite vacation I've ever been on would be Cabo. Okay. I know Dawn loves Cabo. Yeah. Cabo is like, it's such an easy place to get to, very low key. Um, it's rare for me to relax. Kelly says, um, work is my rest, which is a fact. So when you go there, you feel very inclined to just chill. Chill out. And then my favorite food is Mexican. We love Mexican. Who doesn't love chips and salsa? I mean, I don't I don't understand how people don't. Does anybody, have y'all ever met anyone who doesn't like Mexican? I can eat it every day. And I could eat it every day. That's what I was just about to say. Uh, yeah. I, so I kind of feel like uh, when you said that, you know, relaxing and stuff like that, I think it's so funny. My team, because I am like, I'm like, I mean, I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm high energy. I mean, you probably figured that out. And when people are like, so we're going on a trip for two weeks, okay, in about a month. Everybody's like, are you going to get bored? And right. I'm like, believe it or not, I can sit and read a book for six hours and then nap for two and then wake up and go have cocktails. Like, yeah, like, I'm good. I can actually do that. I just think people have a hard time. I think, like, Maggie, do you have a hard time imagining me sleeping? Yeah, I don't know. Like, you don't, your brain never shuts off. That, that's what Kelly says. But honestly, I feel like, I mean, for me, it's just I, I, I am a very high energy person. Yes, but when I crash, I crash. Same. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I know one speed, go. And then I know one other speed. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> no in between. Well, I'm an extreme person. Yeah, same. so I'm. There's no like. Which is why I think God blessed me with Travis because he is like. Uh, so I was raised Baptist. Travis was raised Catholic. So I see we're Catholic. We went to Baptist marriage counseling, <laughs> counseling and Catholic marriage counseling. And they make you take this test in the Catholic Church mm-hmm. where it's like if you're compatible we or not. Yeah, we, did. we were so not compatible, and the priest was a good family friend of theirs, and he's. Travis is, like, not affectionate. And I'm like, I want to hug you, squeeze you, you know, shake you. And uh, the priest was like, Travis, there are many men that would like to hold her hand. So we're going to need to work on that. (laughs) And I said, thank you. And then another one was, you know, I speak out everything. Like, I think I like pink. And then on Tuesday, I'm like, hmm, I think I like green. And on Wednesdays, I'm like, ooh, I think I might purple. But Thursday, I firmly decided pink is the choice. But I have confused him all week. So he doesn't really believe that pink is my favorite because I've talked it out so much. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, he's going to think something out for months. And then he's going to be like, we're going to do. And I'm like, what? Where did this come from? And so he said that would be another way that, like, he's not going to share. And I share too much. And oh, overshare. Right overshare. Here. People know way more about my life than Girl, they me ever too. want like, to know. Why did I say that? Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> I'm like, why did that filter not get in? It, it comes out here. I mean. I told a client one time on the phone, and she was like, I just don't really understand. It was like a new client, right? It was an introductory client. She's like, I just don't really understand, like, how y'all are different than what we currently have. And she wasn't being rude. She was asking a legitimate question, and Maggie, we're on this conference call, and I said, 
well, we're going to change your life. I just need you to believe that we're going to change your life. And I'm like, what? Yeah. We do retire. We do change I lives. But, you 21 know. first cousins on my dad's side. And like. That sounds about like me on my dad's side. It's unreal. I mean, so many family members. And we were always just very loud and vocal. And it was like, just said the things that were the most craziest. Well, my cousin got married and she was super sick. Like she has um, not diabetes, but the opposite. Like her sugar gets messed up. And her husband would have to, like, shave her legs. And my aunt said something about it. She's like, why would you say that? And it's like, I mean, it's why is this private? You're married. It's all good. You know, it's hilarious. (laughs) It's like, okay, yeah, we do share too much. Don't do something you don't want the family to know about. So I always joke that, like, I'm just such an open book, and I don't have time for a persona whatsoever. And I've got my male CPA partners that might be a little bit more like Travis, you know, in terms of, like, we're meeting with a client and this is how we're going to act. And like, I'll walk into a client meeting. I'm like, today is a shit show. Okay. Right. Hey, let's get this party started. Yeah, you that's know, I'm not yeah, just, yeah. yeah. So I think it's interesting. I your, feel like your you and I are like, your personality yeah. is so opposite of like a CPA I mentality. I don't know. I don't know. How I even Honestly, that's good. I think that's good. Cause I think you need a little spice in your life. Well, I'm like, guys, we don't, we're not saving lives. Let's not take ourselves too so serious. serious. We're just doing tax returns, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, we all went to Vegas and I talked about this last week on a, for a conference and it's like these partners, we have a great time together. You yeah. know I mean? They get out of the office and they have a good time. Well, y'all so. are, so Travis now works for a huge company and it's just a different dynamic because we went last week and had a drink with when he worked at KPMG and I loved that office. They always had happy hours. They always had all these things. And I just think, you know, definitely COVID changed companies, but I also think there's just something to be said about smaller firms, you know, oh, just yeah. a little bit more of a relationship. I always joke with the partners if we're trying to recruit people and we want to show them that it's fun, just have them show up at our Christmas party or our crawfish wall and they'll be like, what the hell is going on? the Boys and Girls Club party. People are like, wow, y'all are It rained that year that I did karaoke. I mean, my hair, I look like a drowned poodle. The one where I... Were you talking about the one at downtown the Hilton? I was just saying that at your house. At my house, I did did not have But you didn't actually. I think, like I said, I think Travis was like... (laughs) <laughs> probably gave you a look or something. Yeah. Well, so Kelly was also, uh, we were actually talking about bringing back our women's event and you yes, were there I one year. I was so pregnant. And so, pr- I was like, girl, I went out there, I was like, okay, let me know. I, I totally mean, totally remember. I, yeah. She's we were, re- we were rehashing and I was like, well, why do you remember? But if you yeah, remember, I just remember. So pregnant she was there, she did, Camille. she helped with the fashion show. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're going to bring back an event okay, this yes. year. So, and we're going to, Probably structured around some of our Louisiana ladies' guests because we've had, Hi. you're like our 57th guest. That's so awesome. We so are really flattered. rocking it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Kelly, so we, uh, again, your store is uh, off of Highland Road by, yes. I say by Alexander's, Alexander's or across from Home Depot. Yes. Um, social media. Yes. We have Shop the Sheet Girl is our Instagram handle and then shoptheshetgirl.com is our website. Yes. And, and we ship all over the place. That's what I was going to ask. Okay. Yes. Can you buy online if it's in the store and pick it up at the store? Some items. Okay. Some items are strictly in store. Some items overlap. Okay. Um, that is one of our logistical problems. I could see how that But it's a blessing. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then we go live. We have an app, Shop the Sheet Girl, on the App Store. We do, like, lives. It's kind of like a oh QVC for a boutique. Oh, I am living my best life. Oh. I always wanted I always like want to be Kelly Ripa, you know, anchor person. <laughs> right. That's what I was like, live for that. So Kelly is a man kind of like I am. Like when we did a little like local crawl with, for us three, for Louisiana ladies, we went through some of the 
So we went to we went to Sosis, so we need to add Chic to our local oh, crawl. Yes. And we did like Instagram live, and it's like Maggie was like, it's like Lainey would start a video, and Melissa's like, hi, yes, same. <laughs> well, but I will like the directing part. I was like, you're gonna do this, and then like play the music, and we looked awesome. Wait, that was a, so much fun. Yeah, it is. Cool. I live for it. Like I think when I told Kelly we were gonna start doing it, because again, I'm just she's my prodigy. I'm like training her to be me. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I have found myself. <laughs> And she's like, wait, we're going to do what? And I was like, yeah, we're gonna. it's going to be live. You can't pre-record it. And we're going to sell the clothes. She's like, I'm sorry. Excuse me? How much are you paying me to do this? And I was like, I promise you're going to love it. And so we laugh. We look back at like when we first started. I mean, we had she had a, a wardrobe malfunction on one. Her shirt popped open. <laughs> we One day I was like, you know, I'm only about doing things different. I'm like, what can we make it different? I was like, let's sit up by my pool and we'll show clothes outside, y'all, the wind. I mean, we were trying to I felt like Jim Cantoria's like, this top is really great. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were showing a Queen of Sparkles crawfish shirt. And our one of the girls goes, and for all of our main viewers, it could also be a lobster. I mean, we had been doing this for two weeks. I said, I know, for all of you watching from Maine. <laughs> Now we may have an occasional beer out of state, it. but it was literally like five people. <laughs> I said, if you happen to be in Maine, we got so tickled. The wind's blowing. We're last. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a train wreck, but here we are. <laughs> but you know what? You're real people doing real things. You know? it is. And that's the other thing I tell Kelly. Like, her age group is so like crazy about you know embarrassing themselves I'm like girl come on like we don't care what people think I think it takes a little bit of I am obviously no inhibition you either right well I was telling them this morning so I have two dogs and I'm tired of walking them on a freaking leash like I need to be hands-free so I ordered a little like weight strap that is hysterical looks like the dog's walking you and I'm walking today and Patrick calls me my husband calls me he's like you are such a nerd. I'm like, I am 40. I don't give a shit if exactly. I'm a nerd. I need practical. I'm hands-free. I don't care if I'm embarrassing but myself. I kind of feel like I can relate to little Kelly because I feel like working for Melissa, I've become a more confident person. Well, thank you. That's so sweet. No, but I think so. Hi. I was raised in this age of like only showing your best self and stuff. And I feel like your whole 40-year-old your whole 40-year-old I'm like, you know what? That's I don't care. Here's my much. thing. I think that, like, I mean, I am a person that likes to present myself in a certain way. Yeah. But, like, you're going to get me. I'm not going to stay. Like, I think yeah. people for a while, like, would ask us, like, is that really how? And I was like, oh, yeah. And, like, we painted the office on Monday, and Kelly, like, filmed that. I'm like, I painted the office. I own the place, and I also clean the toilets. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think, like, it's just they like that. They like to see the raw and the real and all these things. And I'm like... And who cares if we like said something or our outfit wasn't perfect one time? Life's too short to People take yourself want too seriously. Real, yeah, life is like, just too short to take um, yourself too seriously. So. I mean, I get it. You gotta honestly. The Lord did not trust me to have Instagram and Facebook. That's why I was born. You know, earlier in life, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been live at friends. Hey guys, <laughs> selfie video. <laughs> and my brother would have called Kelly. What, what is on your page right now? <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I feel like I always, I'm like always I'm one of those people that if somebody doesn't like me, I'm like, golly, what's wrong with them? It's hilarious. <laughs> it's not that it's not you, it's me. It's, it's you. Something's wrong with you. So anyway. So yeah. yeah. Well, so last thing, Travis and I had that conversation last night because, you know, I didn't grow up in a, a town like this or the lifestyle like this. And I think that, 
um, you do have to be careful that people who have a lot of idle time have a lot of time for idle things. Yeah. Um, and so we are very firm on our circle. Like I used to commit to a lot more things and I slowly felt like that was just taking away from what was important. And I think that's, that's like key. I want to be who I am, but I also want to do it around the people that I want to do it around. Yeah. Boundaries. 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 Saying no, I'm a yes sir. So saying no, that is, I honestly feel like a badass when I tell somebody no. I'm like, uh, it's wow, liberating. I just told you no. Boundaries are hard and so boundaries hard. are liberating. Has Kelly been here all week? I feel like we're just like <laughs> extending the conversation <laughs> we've been having. If she was good with numbers, we might hire her. <laughs> but she can just. Uh, I know how to spend. <laughs> she, can just, she can just dress all of us yeah. whenever we need to look super yes. duper cute. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, well, this was awesome. Yeah. It's funny though. There was something that came up and I ended up telling the person no. And Maggie had said something. Maggie is a very wise 20 six-year-old oh wow maybe eight. Oh, that's nice i'm 28 oh, okay <laughs> five years ago i've lost track of time yes. but you know basically like we say yes to things that we know we don't want to do yeah and we're just we don't have to say yes ourselves. to everything and we don't have to want to spend our time with everyone that wants us to do stuff for you them. can't have valuable relationships yeah. if you have a million relationships and then when you say yes to something you don't want to do you truly in your heart of hearts do not want to do or you don't have time for it or you're not setting boundaries then all your me, I'm pissed off Same. about this thing. So, but I, you're actually saying no to the important things by saying yes to the things that you don't want to do. Right. Exactly. That took me a little time. I think when I first got in this life that I'm talking about, it's very exciting. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I didn't. My, you know, my mom never went anywhere. She didn't do anything. And I'm like, I want to go to that party. I want to be a part of that membership. And I want to do this. And I want to do that. And then I was like, whoa. That's not my people. It's not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm deep. I mean, we were in here two minutes. I'm like, here's my story. Yeah. Right. And I don't know that everyone's prepared for that all the time. So We love it. We love it. Now, I can tell you, though, I, it, but as a business owner, right, I feel like when you start off on, in your business journey, you kind of do feel like you need to do all oh, those things. Oh, I did the all the things. I was lugging clothes to, all over the world. Yeah, I'm like, I'm there. I'll be there tomorrow. You need to be there. Time. You need to be yes. there. Every networking <laughs> event. You know, and as time goes on, just, you know, this is one of the things I really like about Baton Rouge, is when you start to establish establish yourself you kind of establish yourself you know right. that's what I was telling Maggie we don't need to do all of these things that we had done before I'm not trying to be mean well, we yeah. can do them at a different time or when it's more convenient for everyone well and I think like in the beginning that was what I had to do to establish my business and sometimes you and that was yeah. great and I, I honestly enjoyed that phase because I also feel like I was the one, I mean, I was setting up for holidays. I was doing the pop-ups at such and such's neighborhood or here. We well, were these part of the brand. You all of it. Brand. And I loved it. And when I get to a point, and I, I hope that I will get to that point, that I have built this company and we have, you know, people that meet the brand and can be me and a level, an extension of me, that I can look back and be like, wow, I built this. And I was literally the one you know, steaming and, and painting the office. You know, I'm like, I told Travis, I'm like, in 10 years, it's, I hope I can look back and be like, wow. I re- I was listening to a podcast about the girl who sold it cosmetics. Mm. Um, she sold it for like $1.2 billion to Boyle. Like it cosmetics, I'm not going to Okay, well, her whole brand, her, you, you need to listen to it. I'll send it to okay. you. It's basically talking about how they had no money. Her husband and her were trying to do it. She didn't know anything about makeup. She was just trying to find a makeup for her face. She was like a super plain Jane. She was like, I did not fit the mold of the beauty industry. And the, the journey is long. And then finally, they get this opportunity on QVC 
And they bring in all these models. And she's like, wait, wait, this is not my brand. And she was like pretty firm on how she wanted it. And then now she sold it for $1.2 billion. And it was just refreshing to hear that like there have been so many times that I'm like, yeah, it's not the direction I want to go. Or I don't want to do that. Or I don't, you know, we're very conservative, extremely conservative. And I've had so many times that people are like, you should try this. I'm like, no, it's not, it's not what I sell. You're staying true to your brand. Yeah. And I think, yeah, are there things that maybe if I did would, but it's not worth it. I, you know, so um, we I have think this. We kind of have the same thing, but on a different. I mean, we're not selling product; we're selling services. And right. we've been approached before with people giving us advice, like maybe you should have three different tiers of service. And I'm like, well, no, because we're always going to have the gold star, you know, Excellent. platinum yeah. service. Yeah. So I can't tier it because then I'm undercutting what our value is. Exactly. You know, and but that takes a lot of. It takes time and confidence. I mean, whenever I first took over, it was like I was going to meet with every single person and do every single Same. proposal. I was putting everything on sale. I'm like, 20% off, 20% off. And someone's like, why are you doing that? I was like, I don't know. Maybe they'll come. And they're like, they're going to the come. Will come. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I, I did. I sold myself short. And, I, and like, you learn from that. Um, risk taking is a huge part of building a business. And I think that. Some risks have been great, and others have been a flop. And you learn from this. You learn from the ones that work. You learn from the ones that work. You learn from the ones that don't work. And the challenges that you guys are running into right now are probably sim- some to a degree similar to all businesses. But like I always tell my team, okay, we did this. It didn't work, or we, you know, we ran into a challenge. What can we learn from right. it? Right. You know, I say it's your, a growing pain. It's growing pains. But anyway, Kelly, we're gonna have to cut. We're all gonna have to yes. cut each other off because. You have stuff to do. and It's all good. This yeah. is fun. I could talk all day. That's what we knew. <laughs> so what I told a group of people this week, I said, I'm great at talking. I'm bad at listening. It's a, it's a character flaw. Same. So anyway. All right, guys. Well, please go check out uh, Kelly's shop and Little Kelly and the people they have working there. It's really just a great environment. And I really feel like it's for all ages, too. I mean, when I was in there, there yeah. was a lady that she was, you know, I want to say she was old by any means. Well, I mean, my mom, my, yeah. my 92-year-old grandmother I have things for her. Yeah. She loves to shop. And you, want, and you want to meet Kelly. <laughs> and for you want to sure. meet Kelly. You want to meet Kelly. So check her out. Really appreciate it, Kelly. Thank you. And we hope all of our listeners have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, y'all.